0: Welcome to She Critiques, where we discuss the new, the old, all things cinema. I'm Mercedes, television producer, certified reviewer, and all-around movie buff. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. On today's episode of the She Critiques podcast, I am joined by my brother in production, Greg Williams, also known as ill but better known as ill hd greg is a camera operator for multiple unscripted series he's a filmmaker and a rap artist i've had the pleasure of knowing him and watching him grow for years and he has created something really magical with the inner city youth in atlanta together on this episode we discuss his new project and pay homage to the iconic john singleton film boys in the hood this is an episode i'm sure you will enjoy
1: Downloaded this, so hold on, hold on. I think this is the video right here. <laughs> I sound like a old guy. All right, what's going I on? I like what you guys going on. G, that shit tight too. I was just watching you <laughs> on the thing with Jamie Fox. Listen, what is mean, I mean, I mean, because first of all, the
0: pandemic. I know the pandemic done blessed me, but you, you rolling in the blessings too.
1: Okay, now,
0: how the pandemic done treated you, L? Because you seem like you done caught wind and. You ain't
1: slowing down. Uh, it was really like grind mode. I'm looking up and I'm thinking this shit's going to be, oh, I, my bad. <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to be over with. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking it's going to be over with. Like what's going on with the world? It's a, It was a health issue then with the when the politics came through. It was Black Lives Matter and the plight on the black community. Like, Like, honestly, I feel like a lot of us was foggy. What's going on? But even in that, it's like, for me personally, I'm like, make my move. If it's going to be over with, I got stuff I got to do. And it honestly, in turn, it kind of blessed me. It's one of my best years, honestly. Like, with with financially and having shit, like, in order.
0: This honestly has been one of my best years. Like, not even just the stuff that everybody see going on. It's like, yo, I feel I ain't never been so at peace. Like, and everything just coming to me. Like, don't got to go crazy looking for it. It's just coming. For sure, for sure. So, anyway, let's get into this, right? I want to start with what you got going on with the Water Boys, and then we'll talk about the film. But talk to me a little bit about, first of all, how'd you find the Water Boys, and what is it?
1: Water Boys? boys? Um, So, in Atlanta, it's like a culture thing, like a hustle thing to sell water. Like, uh, in a lot of the community, the Atlanta community as well, they know the ones that know it keeps young boys out of trouble instead of robbing, stealing, breaking in cars. It's a thing. Hey, buy water from me. So in passing in traffic, I will always support them. When I first came to Atlanta, I didn't have a job, anything. I used to sell water outside the club. And I'm a hustler, so yeah. I sell water to the rappers, 2 Chainz, Jim Jones. And it's more about the hustle as well, like the sales approach so I, I just got a good mouthpiece so i was outside the club but i was selling a lot of water and it's a thing like people need that to live so i feel like in the pandemic with the young boys and then it's older it's older ones too to sell water but i feel like a lot with the young boys a lot of people were passing by and giving donations but they had the, they had the money is like the pandemic people had extra money the black lives matter i think that psychologically just Cause people to pass out more money, which in turn, like boy, go back to the neighborhood. Hey, we selling water; we get money out here, which would bring more neighborhood boys to the block, and it became a thing.
0: So, what's your um, what's your position with them right now?
1: Um, I, I actually I so I was a passerbyer blessing them with the money, and it's a lot of complaints with the community with them jumping on cars and and just being disrespectful, and people get scared. I was a passerbyer that came to my car like too deep. I'm like, hey, y'all, y'all can't do that to people. I was about to pass out 20. I'm like, who going to split it? They was like, we don't split it. And I'm like, thinking psychologically, like y'all would get more money if y'all work together, come together and make this thing an organized thing. Mm-hmm. They weren't trying to hear me. So I pulled over and I just, I went to the block to see how they was doing their thing. Um, I pulled out my camera. I'm a filmmaker. So I knew what I could bring to the situation. It was more, more than the money that they wanted. The game that I've learned and different things in my avenue is content. So I filmed one drop of them, put it on my uh Instagram, and the views went up. And every time they were in the news causing trouble or was a complaint about them, people would hit me up. Hey, get these boys. Hey, you need to do a doc. Hey, you need to. So in turn, I filmed with them again. I got them water and just tap into the culture of what they have going on. And I noticed that people were spending with them because they were young black boys and they were doing something. I'm looking at the water brands. They might sell Nestle or Pure Life. And I'm like, you guys are the brand. This is why they are spending this money with you. Mm-hmm. So I came up with the logo, Water Boys. At First it was Water Boys. Then I'm showing it to them every time. Y'all like this? They're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> but when I, when I seen the boys in the hood, the water, boys in the hood, it's just... It tells a story. Community members are outraged about the recent arrests of the so-called water boys. You'll often
0: see them right off the interstate, capitalizing on buildup at traffic lights. You know, Opponents these of the water boys say that they are too aggressive, kids. but
1: those in uh, support of oh them say God. that they are outraged that the city is arresting young Girl. black men for selling bullshit. water instead of looking Girl. for a solution oh, to a like as well. I created it, and it's just becoming a thing right now. Like.
0: It really is. I'm so proud of you, Il. Like, I see you out here. I see you,
1: you know. I... I'm trying to make it make sense. It's a community thing, so all that encouragement is what drives me to do it.
0: Yeah. Why do you think they listen to you? Uh, Halfway.
1: They listen to <laughs> they self. <laughs> they, ball. they deal with um. One, I can speak in their language. I understand. I come from that. I was one of them. So I can speak in their language, and then you have to ease, you have to you have to engage with them,
0: build they trust up, build the trust. Yeah,
1: definitely, cause I'm pulling through. I'm showing them to you that like ah whatever. They a lot of them seeing what they could get out of this. It's like a street life mentality. I don't know how this shit gonna go. A lot of people that I know might be dead or in jail, or they are dead or in jail. Even the their peer in their peer group. So it's like a no hope thing. But even with anybody trying to bless them or look out, it's like I'm gonna get what I could get right now out of this, cause I've been lied to. I've been this and that. Just you know, poverty, poverty type situation, but I feel like me keep coming out and keep, like, they keep seeing me like, he ain't gonna go away. Then (laughs) they follow me on the gram. So Mm -hmm. on the gram, I I feel like a lot of like, I'm telling them this, I'm talking to them like this, but then I might have to go work at a job and then they see what I'm doing there. And they're like, hold on. Boy just was in the projects with us, like just trying to kick game with us, but then he over here doing this. So it's more They see themselves closer. Not, I wouldn't even say to that, but to something like if somebody that looked like me, come from the same outlook. You know, I speak my language. But then he over there doing something. Like, how did you? How did you do that? Right, right, right. Because so they you, listen. You
0: look like them. You sound like them. You could relate to them. Right so they see you doing something bigger, and it's like you become you became a mentor without
1: even trying. Without even trying. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm doing, dealing with right now. Like, man, certain stuff. I mean, it's a growing. We are growing. I'm growing with them. They're right. growing but with me.
0: Even as a mentor now and not even looking for it, but kind of fell into it, and you a mentor now, does that feel, do you feel any type of pressure now? You've been doing the right thing uh, anyway, but.
1: Kind of, but it's not a bad pressure because like I ain't no rotten type of, you know. Yeah. I ain't no rotten type of person. I'm a person that want to bless people, want to help, and want to do the positive thing. Yeah. Like, so. But the pressure, just society pressure. So what are what are, Regular, sell, what are
0: what are boys selling now? What's the merch? What can people get? Which I said.
1: Uh, we got t-shirts, hoodies. Uh, we just got hats and beanies, and now we are working on the hand sanitizer and the COVID, the COVID mask and the hand sanitizer because they get a lot of complaints too. Like, are they wearing a mask? or this and that? When really they salesmen and they just really trying to make a way. So yeah. what I'm doing is trying to provide them with a product. And even if not the water boys in the hood, it's just the idea. I want them to start thinking. Because so, it's other boys that have now gone on to make their own brands of shirts because the people respect them having a product as opposed to just asking for free money. It's a difference between begging and hustling. And that's what I be telling them all the time.
0: That's a bar. And they
1: get money, too. They get to invest in. They- that's what I'm on with them right now. <laughs> y'all get money. Y'all got to invest with me. Let me get some money with you. Invest. Right. I'll, go spend-
0: I'll go in with y'all. What do they spend their money on?
1: uh clothes <laughs> clothes Kobe, they be having their little girlfriends they be tricking heavy too now <laughs> but just the young man so so just having the extra money they get the things that they want you know that their parents might not be able to get and then like like now with I think it's become a popular thing to be a water boy like mm-hmm. like now that's the move right now with all the stuff on the news and they seeing all this so now it's just about a lot of them are kids, so they wanna live in that image and that we popping right now. So but um ultimately we still wanna in- in- enforce the business, the business model and letting them know y'all young right now in two, three years, y'all can have y'all whole stuff set up right now. Oh, storefront, right.
0: Um, what's the next move then? What's next for Water Boys in the Hood? Uh,
1: boys in the hood well i have a web series on youtube coming out i already dropped two episodes i'm working on three more just editing it and um, telling the story how uh, i came across it so it's a timeline but it's a timeline in their perspective because i think that's a big thing with them them speaking from their perspective they see a lot of adults to tell them what they need to do and they put a lot of adult responsibilities on them and granted you a 16 year old black male Like you going to, the cops going to look at you like you grown and society does the same thing too. And even outside of the water boy thing it's kind of like the black lie, the, 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 the state of the black community and how the world looks at us. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's like, we all get bottled up. So you might see another person from a different race might be walking down the street. I might be walking down the street and lady might clutch her purse. And... She doesn't know me, but maybe she knows, or what she sees in society that black males, uh, they steal, mm-hmm. they do this, they do that. So she's clutching her purse, but she never met me personally. I wouldn't do that, but that's just—could you blame her?
0: From what they portray.
1: From what they portray. That's that's a black male thing, and I figure like right now with the waterboy thing, they fall under that umbrella, but then that now specific the waterboys. Oh, they do this. They do that. They do and, and under that umbrella. And we do it to us a lot. And we doing it a lot with these water boys. They down talking them, but they don't know. It's not all of it's. They're not asking what's going on. They're just like, I ain't messing with them because they do this and they do that. That's how society do us as black people.
0: Right. Let me ask you this, because when you out there and you see them hustling, do you see the bad behavior that everybody's talking about in the news?
1: It's, it's, it's go to the hood. <laughs> Where they from? <laughs>
0: but running up on the cars and like or do you check them on that do you check them on
1: that yeah i mean i gotta i gotta uh in one of my episodes my last episodes i'm asking them the questions that everybody asks them like why don't y'all never clean up why do y'all jump in people's cars like that and i feel like from from that perspective first with me stepping out there seeing what they doing and then me filming and asking it's not nothing justifying it, but you get that this is their thing. They make the rules out there. Mm-hmm. Like, and then with, with police, the police stop them. They might lock them up. Even in policing that the police is supposed to protect the serve. Why don't y'all just stand out there? If they want to just get their little money, they sit out there and watch. Them. You think they're going to be doing all that with the police out there? Right. And even the police do come through and, and, Man, it's a big community thing. I'm just, I just feel them and implemented my little, however I think, but it's really a huge community problem, like, not problem, it's a thing that I feel like someone with uh, a bigger influence could facilitate it better.
0: Yeah. Because more and more
1: odds is getting on it before it's a young boy, Uh, he got killed out there. They killing each other out there and everything. It's really real life, but if they yeah. out there making the rules. Yeah. I'm I'm an influencer. I would say so. I don't hold myself. I'm an influencer, but you got you got and no no diss. I, I love Meek Mill music. That's one of my favorite artists. But like, giving him twenty dollars, I feel like he could have kept that, and an hour of his time would have been more valuable. Yeah. Giving him game.
0: Yeah. You no,
1: know, but he probably know the game. I'ma give y'all this twenty nine y'all split. What am I supporting? Like, he used to be a water boy, so he know. All right, go ahead and get the money and ride out, because. <laughs> Oh, he
0: came you
1: know, through the block before and got some water? Uh, the, uh, like two days ago, it went viral. Because oh. he only gave them 20. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's a big thing because a lot of them, they hustle together, but they not together. So that's what causes confusion is like, I give you this 20, since y'all all out here together, why don't y'all split it together? That's the same thing I said. Right. But until you hop out and engage with them and see why they don't split it together and why they hustle like they hustle, that state block.
0: <laughs> that's my biggest thing too. Like, why they don't just got a big pot where they just put all the money and divvy it up at the end of the day.
1: That's what I was saying. But I stepped out and I'm see. You got to you got to engage with them and see why they don't do that.
0: Yeah. Okay. All
1: right. We're going if to the answer them. is there. You can get it directly from them.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you this: as we wrap up uh, the Water Boys in the Hood and go into the film, what do you want people to know about the movement?
1: I want people to know that um, a young black male, a lot of them don't have a daddy at the house. A lot of them mama leaning on them to come look out after they leave their day of selling water. What you done made, what you got for the house. It's a community thing. And um, the water boys in the hood, I didn't expect for it to wave like it did. I knew it was a story in it, but it, we need more. Um, I feel like we need more community leaders and we can't look to these rappers as leaders. Like they try, they probably didn't hit a lick and don't want nobody to get up on their plate, you know? So more community leaders, more people with this influence and it's bigger than just, you could say and then dump some money down, but it's the engagement. And even in the engagement, I feel like the in engaging, the ones that are causing trouble or whatever, either they'll peep and correct themselves or move around because... It might be a bigger, as a whole, it might be a whole that wants to, nah, this is the right way, y'all. But in that, if there's no adult or nobody assessing that and peeping, they make their own rules. So yeah. I just want more of the community to step up, more people with more influence, and not even just, ah, oh, I did this, photo-op, go out there and holler at them folks.
0: Yeah. All right, let me quickly introduce Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood came out in 1991, It's directed by the late, great John Singleton. It stars uh, Cuba Gooden Jr., Ice Cube, Lawrence Fishburne, Morris Chestnut, Angela Bassett, Nia Long, Regina King. So for early, that, early. Early, early, right? It's three scenes that I want to talk about from this film, right? Three three important scenes to me. Uh, the first scene is when Trey gets dropped off at his dad's house, right? Trey gets dropped off at Lawrence Fishburne's house. He's living with his father, now his mama letting him go. What do you think is important as far as having a father figure in your life, especially living in the hood? Why is that book?
1: Um I think it's very important because um, it, it was only, I feel like at that point in the movie, and even in my life, like, I grew up with just my mama. It was. It's a certain point that I feel like, I can't speak from a woman's perspective, but I just feel this from my perspective. I feel like it's a certain point in life where they, like, Raising a young black male in the hood is like, I only can do so much. Especially when they want to go outside and they they don't have that male role model. So the streets or just one of their peers or older guys in the neighborhood, the only males really to look up to that might be doing something. Um, So I feel like it's very, very important. (laughs) Guidance. That guidance.
0: I feel you. Um, I mean, as far as that opening scene, Trey getting dropped off, it's like, it's almost like she's she not giving him to the wolves. She's giving him to his father. And his father is the only person who can kind of mold him into a man because his mother couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, this, yeah. The second scene I want to talk about is the most iconic scene in the film is when Ricky gets shot. Now, I know a little bit uh your history, where you come from. You got to let the people know where you come from. But just some of the things you've seen. I know you've lost some homeboys. Talk about that. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm from the Midwest, Indianapolis, Indiana. You know, my mom, she from Chicago. So I got a, it's a big Chicago influence in my household. We go to family reunion. I got more family in Chicago than anything, but we uh, moved to Indianapolis, Indiana, much smaller, but same kind of crime and, you know, gang violence and things of that nature. Um, It's treacherous out here in these streets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like... So pick your path wisely and govern your own situation. But like uh yeah, I done had it is it's too much to talk about. Shit, my little brother just got shot a couple months ago. Uh, really? Yeah. And then it's like I, I I I didn't even say try to stay. I stay positive. I got a positive message. But I feel like a lot of my work ethic and what I do, it comes from just seeing that we don't want to go that way. Or when stuff happens. I got to stay working. If I can't hit the goal to bless everybody or get them up out there, I know what it's like. I just know what it is, and it's just a thing to deal with.
0: You know? So do you ever feel like you have survivors remorse? Like, since you made it, you made it, and then you got other people you know still in the hood, still doing what they've been doing. Do you ever, like, do you feel bad? Like, you gotta,
1: gotta take care of them? I didn't know that's what that was called. <laughs> Yeah. yeah and then it might fuck me it might mess me up a lot of the time, even right now thinking like damn should I do this? but now I'm just thinking like I got a career, I ain't never think like oh, a career, I got a career now, so i I'm keep doing this for five years. I'm cool if I do that for five years, I already know what it's leading to that's why I just stopped doing that, but definitely survivor's remorse a little bit, I think I'm past the part of just like. That and then getting taken advantage of, thinking that I gotta look out, and now I'm just like, look, if you ain't got it by now, I'm going this way. <laughs> and that's that's where I'm at with it right now. But yeah, still it's it still triggered back in. Like a little bro get hit up. That's just a thing. Like, and I ain't never directly deal with like that. You know, I had hella homies, like that's just what it is. But that's my when your mama calling you, like, hey. It's your brother.
0: Yeah. That's a different feeling. That's a different you, know, and, you don't care. You. You, but you, uh, you've been kicking game to him. I'm sure
1: all day, like all day, every time while we get into it about that, because I kick game to him. Like, man, we ain't on that. We like, and it, and this is a thing too. It tell me like, hey, and we don't we out there. Do <laughs> we still out here. This shit, niggas getting shot in the head every day right here. So i don't even hearing what you're talking about. You know, I feel you.
0: I feel you. Um. The last thing I want to talk about in this film is um the ending when Trey made the decision to get out the car cuz I feel like I mean where you at in life right now like I'm sure you made the decision somewhere along the line he was like you know what I ain't doing this no more
1: let me out <laughs> let me out hey don boy let me out you see Doughboy, boy though was like and and I feel like that's that's a huge because a lot of it, the peer pressure, a lot of it, young boys, a lot of them get lost like that. Like it's so easy to get lost like that. Like just one ride, even if you didn't wanna go and you didn't get out the car. You see what happened that night? Yeah. He didn't get out the car. They slid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they had they gotta, they gotta they gotta deal with them demons and they gotta, you know, it's ongoing. Once something like you can't bring nobody back. Yeah, so that, that's another thing with community and neighborhood, whatever, whatever happened. Once that happened, you can't bring nobody back, and it's a vicious cycle, yeah. you know? So uh, what that would was you a big... say, What would you say was,
0: a, this, what played in your head then when you made a choice, like, you know what, I'm good on this? Like, what was starting, were you starting to just get opportunities? So you're like, you know what, I don't need to do this no more. It's
1: a it, It's a bad and fourth thing because it's like influence influence is a lot and even when i was in the hood and i started shooting videos or doing music i could get, get the influence it's the hood influence so knowing that so say i'm shooting videos for like like a rapper he in the hood he got a lot of street cred or influence i don't know what he doing in the streets but i'm shooting his video and he's getting all the views yeah. but like his story who i'm shooting like you attach yourself to that right? And then you might have these boys he he into it with hitting you up, and they'll spend the money out of spite. They'll do it just to spite the other one, but then they'll try to see where you at. They come shoot our video, and then now you got a gang war started with your name tagged in this shit. That's when it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I want to be a rapper. <laughs> I want to be a rapper and we can get about this shit like what is. And so that's that's when I really because it coming up, you don't see it as. This is just what it is. It was a long time, and I really realized this. Like I didn't even realize I was like from the hood, and like this, this was normal. Like it was normal until I got older. Like oh, hold on, <laughs> like yeah, you know, yeah. You grew Damn. up. In
0: it. You grew up in it, so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's it nothing shocked. I'm sure nothing shocked you, but I think it's a. Do you think it's a blessing in disguise? Because you know how to move though. You can move in any any crowd.
1: I I, I uh credit that to my mom. She rocked with the politicians, and she just, she gamed up. She's from Chicago. She got a different kind of game. And uh, she it was five of us, and only her. But she gamed us up. So, like, and I'm knowing that now, like, most people don't have common sense. Yeah. My mom is very, very smart, and she just gamed us up. Like, this is the real. And she enforced that education. Even though we being in the hood, regardless of how we coming up, she enforced that. Like, I ain't finna be dumb out here. So I feel like that, that in politics...
0: You know what I'll say about you, too, though? Because I mean, I've worked with you for a few years now. Like, we know each other fairly. But I will say, every time I've been around you, you've never been afraid to ask questions. Never been afraid to ask questions to anybody. It could be the top dog walking in from the executives from LA. Like, you've never been afraid to ask questions and learn something. So, yeah. even with that, so I can I guess I can't ask you if you ever felt like you didn't belong on set filming doing what you're supposed to do did you feel like you belong
1: yeah because uh one of my og's told me this once i got in the game and i got when I once i got not even established but i'm out here you away from the hood you're doing something different i'm posting little stuff all my og's from the hood told me he was like if you ever find yourself out there in a situation big situation where you don't feel like you're supposed to be there act like you're supposed to be there <laughs> And that's just that comfortability where I, and then asking them questions like, with well, whatever happens, I get some game from a top dog. And this might just, this is how I think. I'm gonna cherish that game and soak it. And I'm gonna apply that to my everyday life. So even if I go back to the hood, I'm in the situation like, hey, I just got this game from Whooty woop. I really don't even, uh, I ain't tripping on what you talk about. The big homie just told me this is how it's gonna go.
0: Because um, you were talking about some game that you got from an OG. What's some game that you got from a, a white collar executive? Like how do they how do they differ? Um,
1: uh, it's really it's really the same. Mm-hmm. It's really the same. Or, or I would like it from the same. Like just be be straightforward. Uh, What's some good game? Not I wouldn't say good game, but I remember when I was a PA. And it was, his light, it was his light grip. His name was Sylvester. And when I was PA, and I, I was always on point because I know I was getting looked at like, eh, and need be on set. PAs get jumped off. Ah, eh, what you doing here? I was on a mission. So I'm doing this. I got this right, this right, that right. Also, I could do my camera shit. So I was on point. And it was this old guy named Sylvester. He was a grip. And I, I, peeping, he just watching me move for these couple days as a PA. And this was like my first year in the game. He pulled me to the side and he's like, hey, Greg, you know, you're going to make it far in this industry. I just already made, and then he wouldn't even talk to me if he seen me walking down the street. Mm-hmm. I'm knowing that. Mm-hmm. And he went out of his way hanging a light to stop me and just be like, hey, Greg, you're gonna you're gonna make it far. And that's all he really just said to me the whole flick.
0: Mm-hmm. And he was
1: older, older too. And yeah. I, I took that like, all right, I'm doing something right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wouldn't be probably would to talk to me if he seen me on the street or nothing like that. <laughs> Real talk, but he made it a point to tell me and let me know, hey. Right, and my last question:
0: Well, any scene in Boys in the Hood that comes to mind for you that sticks out?
1: Any scene? It's crazy when you told me that when him and Neil alone uh, when he got the action right after uh, the police <laughs> joint, <laughs> <laughs> when he came in the house swinging, <laughs> he was mad as hell. They tried him, <laughs> but oh, so, that! And I feel like that honestly that speaks. uh And I'm just now getting this like talking to you, you give very great questions and I like talking, I like talking to you because I like, I can answer it right, you know you boom, boom, but I feel like um, you know, black community I feel like a lot of black males, like just that that embrace from a woman mm-hmm. or just some soft, when the streets is doing that, when you gotta go out into the world and you get that yeah, that release, I feel like that's what that scene was,
0: yeah, you gotta come home to something soft at least
1: need to release. Just like somebody that is there for you, is that feel like damn. You go out into the world and all this shit gonna happen. You don't wanna come home and then it's just like damn. Greg,
0: like, Greg, have you ever thought about therapy at all?
1: Would you I, think- have. Personally, I have. Most recently, I have. I I would do it, but I ain't right now. I Ain't looking for no therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I know I probably <laughs> need it, but right now I ain't looking I for mean, it. I mean, you
0: could be an advocate for it, too. I mean, it's just, I'm just throwing it out there because I definitely think a lot of black men, like y'all deal with PTSD, which I all done seen in the streets, what you go through, what's on your back, on the weight of it. Like the
1: pandemic, when the pandemic first started, I know even for myself, I, it was too foggy. Like literally, like I'm waking up watching the news and they locking up the the anchor that's with CNN and I'm like, what are they doing? But he a black dude. Like, I felt like they was just trying to mess with our heads. And then I had to literally, like, push back off of it. Like, I was foggy. But a lot of my homeboys, like, like went out bad. A lot of my homeboys died in this. Yeah. Like, like and I feel like it started mentally. Like, with them, like, it's over with. Like, I was telling you that might be over with. Let me press play on, on what I need to do for my life. I think a lot of us... You feel
0: like, that sense of urgency. Of my
1: homeboys didn't get, get, like, they ain't here no more all in this pandemic. And I know that it was mostly off of they was really losing their mind.
0: Mm-hmm. We got to
1: stay in the house all day. They ain't even got no crib. They out wandering. all. they can't hustle no more. They got, it's like, now I'm beefing and people know where I'm going to be at. Like, the state of the, the police, they killing us every day. And then they they telling you, and then they showing it every day. And then more police is killing more of us. I think a couple of us went crazy, like, went left. I know personally a couple of my boys, like, lost it.
0: Yeah, I will say, I promise it's is the last thing. I will say, I think for you, you got such a lighthearted energy, though. Like, to even see whatever you've seen or gone through what you've gone through, like, you always stay so, like, lighthearted, upbeat, positive. So, I mean, therapy works for everybody, but you have such a, a light spirit. So, you know. I'm just an advocate for therapy, period. I think everybody should go. I'm in it.
1: You know a therapist.
0: You gotta I can help you find one. I
1: don't know yet. I don't know yet. I, can help I, I know help probably I know I probably I know it'll probably do good. It wouldn't do nothing, you know? But yeah,
0: it helped you figure out your patterns. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like it re it rewires your brain. But that's a different story. We'll talk about that another day.
1: I appreciate you, <laughs> Mr. Gray. I appreciate it.
0: Where can they find you What's your
1: Instagram? Water Boys in the Hood. Uh, my Instagram. Yeah, follow me at L H D I L L H D. You can go on Google and look up all my content. Um, L H D and then Water Boys in the Hood, Water, like Water, Boys with the I N On Instagram is I N in the Hood at Waterboys in the Hood. And then it's the website for merchandise, www.waterboysinthehood.com. the letter in the hood.com. I appreciate you, Greg. Appreciate you, G.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Chic Critiques. I'm your host, Mercedes. You can find me on all platforms at Chic Critiques. That's C-H-I-C-C-R-I-T-I-Q-U-E-S. And we look forward to the engagement and all the feedback. Take care.